0: Hello, welcome to Mercy Poured Forth. My name is Michelle Wagner. I'm so glad you came to join me today for a daily word of encouragement. So I've been reading lately, watching some other things that keep me encouraged. And one of the things that really inspired me was something out of this book that I had gotten from the library. It's called Shelter of the Most High. It's by Connellin Cossett. It's book two in her Cities of Refuge series. So in it, this is a really interesting series. It's all about when Joshua and his warriors began to take the promised land to make the tribes safe within the territory that Yah had promised them, and there's a lot that shakes out in it, and it shows in her book series. She does it as a fictional book series, but how much, um, how many people are affected in the in the communities around them? Which ones are enemies? Which ones are just you know foreign nations that are learning brand new ways, um, brand new ways of serving a God. Uh, an Elohim that is for them, not against them, that loves them, that, that thinks that they're special and wonderful. And so in this particular book, um, the, I guess, heroine of the story, her name is Sophia, and she has been through great tragedy and is enduring more tragedy, um, all from somebody who wants revenge against somebody else and decides to use her as a pawn in their game. So anyway, I don't want to give away too much of the story because hopefully you'll be able to go read it. But there's a certain point in the story where she has um, allowed herself um, to make a bad choice. She changes her mind and does not go through with this bad choice, but this bad choice would have had her hurt the high priest. And so I just want to read you this one little portion because... What he, what the high priest in this book does ends up changing her view of everything. She says a lot in it, it says a large palm curved beneath my chin and I squeezed my eyes shut anticipating the pressure of his hand squeezing like a vice and the haughty sneer of a man whose eclipsing power far outshadowed anything. My father could have even imagined her father was the, like a, high priest in a um, paganistic religious system, okay, that exacted blood vengeance for everything, right? Okay. So a man whose eclipsing power far outshadowed anything my father could have even imagined, but instead of crushing my jaw and an iron grip, Eleazar gently lifted my face waiting until my eyes fluttered open in surprise. The high priest did not look down on me with disdain. He did not chide me for my foolishness or my ignorance. Instead, he looked me straight in the eye. There was no contempt in his countenance, none of the arrogant mockery that characterized nearly every interaction I'd ever had with my father. There was only a deep compassion in his warm brown gaze, so full of unexpected tenderness, that my chest ached, you know, prior to this passage, she was just um, explaining and, and pleading that, that her cousin's life be spared and not her own. Right. And that, that her life wasn't really worth anything is what she had been saying in her pleadings. Now this is his response to her. What makes you think your life is worth so little? He said, his voice soothing as if he were speaking to a child the almighty creator spoke your being into existence how could you be anything less than precious you know that was my thought for the day how if the if the almighty creator decided that you or I or any other being should have life. How can we disdain life and say that it's not precious, right? All life is precious and we have a wonderful and mighty creator. And with that, I wanted to share just a a couple of things along that thought. You know, we can all get down. We can all get into that lower frequency. I've been really watching a lot of Dr. Laura Sanger's uh, videos. And and I'd read a lot of Dr. Carolyn Leaf's work and watched some of her videos and talking about like what produces the higher frequencies of life and what produces the lower frequencies of death. And it really is starts in our thought life. And it's so important not to allow the enemy to come against us with negative thoughts, bringing us down, bringing those, that frequency that our heart and brain needs to keep our whole body functioning. And when we think about that in a larger level than just on an individualistic level, this is so important to the body of Mashiach, that we encourage one another, that we let each other know that that you're important that we speak words of life into other situation and we don't disdain others and look down on others and look at people with judgment. Not everybody's going to be in our understanding of wherever our current understanding is on whether it's, you know, an understanding of scripture or Yah's name or, you know, the day that we celebrate or uh, any of these things, any of these things we you know, we need to operate where y'all has us operating and our obedience to him. But we also need to know how to have love and compassion and grace towards others, whether they're on the same plane that we are or not. And, and we need to get a grip and understand there's the people who that are operating on a much higher plane or of understanding than we are. I know there are, you know, in my case, I know that he has his, his servants on the earth that have so much more understanding than anything I could ever even hope to. Right. But it doesn't mean that, that I'm no one or that I'm not precious in his sight. And so I want you to embrace the fact of where Yah has you on your journey and fill your heart with gratitude for the things that he has going on in your life and ask him how you can share the love that he shed abroad in your heart with others that come across your path. That is where the life and love and hope of Mashiach is. All right. So I wanted to go, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen because I wanted to share these scriptures with you today. Some of my favorites Psalm 139. Oh, Yahweh, <laughs> you have searched me and known me. You know my downsitting and my uprising. You understand my thought afar of off. You compass my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Yahweh, you know it altogether. You have beset me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, and I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from your ruach, or whether shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hides not from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you for you have possessed my mind. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. My substance was not hid from you when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect, and in your sepher all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are your thoughts unto me, O L! how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. I mean, what a blessing right there is that psalm. Uh, and, and it continues. Verse 18 is not the last, but that's what I wanted to concentrate on today because my subject is honoring our creator right honoring the fact that he in his wisdom decided to create us and how that deserves our gratitude so here it is in the hebrew and in the pictographic language creator god barah Elohim. So what I really wanted to look at here is even just this bara. We've got a bet, a resh and an olive. And there's nothing that that shows something better. This is a, a primitive root word for create, and it's Yah's creative ability in this instance, right? It's it's what he is able to do, not that not what we are able to do you know, as, um, as people with the things that he's already put in place. And, and and he gives us that creative ability to work with what he already instituted, but I'm talking the creator, the one who put all the elements in place. Right. So let's look at that because I wanted to, um, and in fact, I may look at this on the Odeo. I, I think I will save it for that. We will, we will go into this a bit on an Odeo lesson, into this bara the creator. For right now, then, I'm just going to continue to give you some things that he put on my heart. We see this bara that we see here, bara Elohim. Where we see this is right in the first line of all of scripture. Genesis 1-1, Barashit. One one in the beginning Elohim created that's the word bara the heavens and the earth. Right? In the beginning, we see it right here. And and I love it. In and I love how in the suffer he does reinstitute, they have reinstituted where the Aleph and alephantov show up in scripture so that we can see that because we don't get it in our English translations. So we see right here, it highlights what it highlights what we miss in the mainstream translations, that our savior was there as a co-creator from the very beginning. And all of scripture bears that out, right? So then we look at John 1, 1 through 5, and my husband used this in his um, mercy poured forth on Sunday. So, and it it was just such a good word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with Elohim and the word was Elohim, the same was in the beginning with Elohim. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Isn't that just beautiful? We see right there Yahusha is the word of our elohim that was present in the very beginning as well we see that in this following scripture from colossians so this is colossians 1 15 and 17 and it said who is the in who is the image of the invisible yah the firstborn of every creature for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. You know, that's just one of my favorite verses ever. You know, every time I look at that, and it's because of Joni Erickson taught his book, uh, When God Weeps, I can't look at that verse now without seeing the picture of the Roman soldier nailing our Messiah to the cross, to the the stake, and and not understand that that man couldn't have even remained standing, that his flesh couldn't have stayed together, except that Yahushua, the one he's nailing to the, the stake. That the one he was nailing was holding that man together so that he could do that job. It's almost just too much for my mind. If there's nothing else in in my life to be grateful for and thankful for, it's thinking on these things. How precious are his thoughts towards us? that how much he has loved us in order to endure that and hold that man together so that his will would be accomplished in order that we would not be lost for all eternity so that he could welcome us into his home. And this is how he feels about us. That's a lot to be grateful for. And how dare we think less of ourselves than that? He thinks we're precious. He thinks that we're worth it. And that's a good thing to remember. Okay. I want to go on with another scripture here. And this one is. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. It says, have you not known have you not heard that Elohi Olam Yahweh, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even when the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon Yahweh shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not be faint. If you're feeling faint and weary this morning, do yourself a favor, get in a quiet place before him and start thanking him for everything that's right in your life. It'll increase a frequency of life in your life life that will give you strength and help you to keep going. Okay, just do yourself that favor and do that. It can be really easy to get stressed out and overwhelmed in our day-to-day lives. Our hope is that he is continually with us to give us his strength to face any circumstance that comes our way. Pray that he strengthens those who need that touch right now right? Let's pray for those that we know in our lives that need the loving touch of our creator to remind them that he loves them and that he will strengthen them. Here's another scripture. It says, this is Isaiah 45, seven. It says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, Yahweh, do all these things, It can be hard to comprehend a creator who is so intelligent that he knows when to send light and when to send darkness. A favorite Torah teacher of mine is Brad Scott. You guys know that I talk about his teachings a lot of Wild Branch Ministries. He has a famous saying, and this is the late Brad Scott. He used to say all the time in his teachings, God is smarter than we are. We have to embrace his sovereignty to appreciate his intelligent path for our lives, even when it includes suffering, okay, and hard things. All right, now here's another one. 1 Peter 4, 17 through 19 says, Oh, yeah, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of Yahweh, and if it First begin uh, at us, what shall be of them that obey not the Besserah, those that won't obey the good news of Yahweh. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the wicked and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of Yahweh commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. And that's first Peter 4, 17 through 19. Remember that if you are suffering from the circumstances of the circumstances of this life, keep your faith in his goodness. We see right now through a glass darkly on this side of the veil, that the other side contains his kingdom, right? But one day we're going to see that kingdom very clearly and it's going to be worth it all. <laughs> one of my favorite songs for years and years and years now is Rita Springer, Worth It All, because it's going to be worth it all. So keep fighting that good keep fight of faith. I hope this encourages you and I hope that you embrace it and remember how important it is to encourage others. You know, I think about a story I heard not long ago from a friend of mine of a young boy and someone had decided to tell that young boy, you're special. You're a good, you're a good child. Now this child had, had been inundated with so many negative words, but one person said one good thing. And he went around from day saying, do you know what he said about me? Do you know what he said about me? He said, I'm good. He said, y'all has a plan for me. He says that, that, that y'all wants to use me in this life. The power that we have to speak life to others is incredible. Don't forget it and speak those words of life. All right. Love you guys and shalom. I hope you have a wonderful day.